Holy Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to Luke. As Jesus and his disciples went on their way, Jesus entered a village where a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. She had a sister named Mary who sat at the Lord's feet and listened to what he was saying. But Martha was distracted by her many tasks. So she came to him and asked, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all the work by myself? Tell her then to help me. The Lord answered her, Martha, Martha, you are worried and distracted by many things. There is need of only one thing. Mary has chosen the better part, which will not be taken away from her. The Gospel of the Lord. Let's be seated. Good morning. It's good to be back here with you all. I bring you late greetings from the 80th General Convention of the Episcopal Church in Baltimore. This time last week, I was holed up in a conference room without any windows with two large computer screens in front of me and many people in the secretariat running around, shuttling back and forth, dealing with complaints and concerns and making sure that the wheels ran smoothly so that 800 people, two floors below us in the House of Deputies, could work through their business in a timely and smooth fashion. I say with pride, you'll probably hear it in my voice, we reviewed 415 resolutions at the end of all things. I survived, I even got some sleep, and I got some crab cakes, so it was a good trip, to be sure. But I hold all of that in light of today's gospel reading, because the secretariat, you know, is a little bit like Martha in her kitchen, distracted by many things, lots to do, lots to keep the house running. And even while the Eucharist was unfolding on Sunday morning, we were fiercely trying to work out the technical aspects of a key resolution on how we would move forward with revisiting the Book of Common Prayer. It had been a big deal. The House of Bishops had talked about it seriously for over two hours the day before. And it was a serious and very meaningful and prayerful conversation. So I was caught up in the aspects, the technical aspects of all of that. Meanwhile, the the chair of the legislative committee who was dealing with all of that, with whom I was working closely, a member of our deputation as well, was on the floor of the House presiding at Eucharist. Who had the better portion? Martha and Mary are two key figures in our tradition, and for our spiritual ancestors, their story was very important. We know this because after Luke's brief commentary involving them, the author of John takes them as characters, adds a brother, Lazarus, and then expands the story to be the capstone miracle of John's telling of the gospel. 
And in that story, Mary and Martha take on even further form. So that drops a major hint to us that for our spiritual ancestors living in the first century, Mary and Martha were very important in the tradition. There's something very critical that they are there to teach us about the way of faith and the way of walking with Jesus. Now, there's a long-standing joke at Church of Our Savior, and that is that we are a community of Marthas. How many of you would agree with that statement? Come on, show of hands. The 8 o'clock, they just shot up like, you know, oh yeah, absolutely. Are you kidding? Right? And, and the key testament to this is our Martha window. I don't know if you've seen it recently, but it's, it's in the stairwell up to the balcony. Take a look at it after the service. It was installed just a few years before I arrived here. And in its sort of tongue and cheekiness, despite what the gospel says, it honors the fact that, you know, we're, we're a community of Marthas. We are cluttering often in the kitchen, metaphorical or otherwise. We like to keep busy. You know the old saying, right? Jesus is coming, so look busy. I know the feeling. It's deeply embedded in my DNA because my, I can remember my English grandmother very clearly saying uh, just absolutely stunning things um, even before she had her evening drink. And that was, that was, she would say, you know, after hearing this gospel, you know, she said, Mary is such a baggage, she said. Thank you, Rona. So I come from a family of Marthas as well. If you ask anyone in my family today, you'll know. They'll, they'll tell you, sure, I like to keep busy, but you know this about me already. I've been around here long enough. Jesus says something very strange, it seems at first, to Martha when she complains that her sister isn't helping. That somehow Mary has the better portion. Granted, you know, Martha is distracted. That's an easy problem to have. We all go there, probably on a daily basis. There's more to it than that. The architects of our lectionary point to it by drawing alongside this gospel today this foundational passage from the book of Genesis about Abraham and Sarah. And it's another story that our spiritual ancestors took a long time sitting with and reflecting on. Some of you know the famous icon by Andrei Rublev, the Russian iconographer of the three angels seated at table. That's a depiction of this story. And it is entitled, The Holy Trinity. There's an ancient interpretation that this visitation by the three men to Abraham and Sarah was, in fact, a visitation to them by the Trinity. That's, That's a Christian interpretation of a very ancient Hebrew story. There are a number of things going on. First and foremost, you know, there's the mad scramble to offer hospitality. This is a standard ancient practice for Bedouin societies in the Near East, and and really in many ancient cultures. 
and that is when a stranger arrives, your obligation is to provide hospitality, full stop. To do any less is to invite a curse on your household. This was the understanding in a world where water was scarce, food was hard to come by, and for travelers on the road, hospitality was not a luxury, it was a matter of survival. And so in that sense, when Abraham and Sarah go into high gear, along with their whole household, to provide the fatted calf and water and milk and everything else they possibly can to these strangers who suddenly appear, they are doing what is expected of them. Now, the architects of the lectionary probably could have done better by providing us a little bit more of the story as this encounter unfolds, because it's very telling to us what happens next. Sarah is in the tent. In good patriarchal custom, the men meet and greet while the women stand off. But when the information is disclosed by these strangers and Abraham realizes in his heart of hearts that he is not merely talking to your run-of-the-mill strangers, that he is probably talking to emissaries of the divine, they tell him that his wife, who is long after her years of bearing children, is going to bear a son. The architects of the lectionary leave out is that she laughs when she overhears this. That's the telling piece. Distracted like Martha with her many tasks, she forgets that by showing hospitality to strangers, they are not simply doing what they are expected to do. They are welcoming a divine transformation in their midst. If they will receive it. If they will have it. Sarah gets called forth by the strangers and they basically say to her, we heard you laughing. And of course, her first response to that is deny it. I, I didn't laugh. I didn't laugh. Oh, dear. They leave it with, yes, you were laughing. <laughs> and the irony is not lost on the ancient Hebrew storytellers when they go on because, of course, Sarah does conceive. And her firstborn is named Isaac, which means laughter. His sense in which the hospitality is not just for us to provide, but we are invited as well to be hospitable to God's loving message brought to us. This is the piece that Martha missed in the midst of everything. like me, squirreled away in resolutions review. Because the other thing that was going on at General Convention is there were hundreds of people hard at work in prayer. Hard at work in listening deeply to one another. 
hard at work in discerning what the Spirit is doing at this time for a church that is threadbare and uncertain about its future and wondering why we do what we do. You know what? Part of me thinks they had the better portion convention. In that deep listening, in that prayerfulness, in that wonder. Because the promise of this God who comes to us as a stranger and wants to enter our homes and seeks out our hospitality is that God is bringing something to each of us. Would that we could set down our busy calendars and our busy hands and our overscheduled lives for just long enough to perceive what God is bringing to each of us. Truth be told, most of us, if not all of us, are pretty good at setting the table for guests. We're well-practiced at it. Whether it's our coffee hour or our fundraisers or our own households or getting together for a meal, this is something we love to do and we should do it. Don't misunderstand. We will never be able to shed our Martha-ness, will we? I, I can try. How about you? It gets me only so far. We are a community of Marthas. But we are asked by today's gospel to remember that the in addition to the hospitality that we provide to the stranger and the other, and in doing so, welcome God. We are also invited to provide a place in our hearts for God's loving message to each of us. A small space, perhaps, with a little bit of laughter. Really? Me? Are you kidding? Just like Sarah just like Abraham, with a bit of disbelief. Or if we can manage it for the shortest time to sit at the feet of Jesus as guest in our lives and listen to what he has to tell us about ourselves, about the world around us, but above all for God's love that so wants to enter our hearts and find a home there for a world made new. Thank you for listening to this sermon podcast from the Episcopal Church of Our Savior, Mill Valley, California. We are a growing community welcoming those seeking to deepen their relationship with God and to journey in faith with God's people through the breaking of bread and in service to others in Christ's name. You may reach us by phone at 415-388-1907, search for us online, or visit our website at OurSaviorMillValley.org. We wish you God's peace, and we hope to greet you in person very soon.